tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Swarm and welcome to Tinfall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. There we go. All right, man. You know him. You know him. You love him. He's the young twink of this show. Xavier Guerrero. <laughs> What's up? You're the twink. You hear that? Good morning. Yeah. Everyone says it's gay. <laughs> I'm not doing it like feminine. It's like I'm just going hard in the paint. I think you get you you get it up in the register. You know. Good morning, <laughs> really? So it sounds like foo foo. I don't. I never thought that, but well, I can someone see says that from. they do let's it see, super let's, gay. Let's That's get it one more time. Said. Can we get it one more time? Good morning, Swarm. Oh God, you, yeah, you, you, you put that's, a little that's sauce Queenie? on it. Yeah, a little bit. It wasn't I don't believe little that. Little West Hollywood. You guys are just homophobic. No, I don't think it is, but I can Thank see you, how Johnny. somebody. Johnny could lives get in West Hollywood. He can't be homophobic. Could get his well, no, actually, I've seen what real homo is, and that ain't it. Thank you, dude. Thank you. And he's uh, he's on the ones and twos. Johnny Woodard, mayor of West Hollywood. How are you, brother? <laughs> what's, what's up? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, just living my living my life. Are like you, how's like your foot? Say. Is it still pregnant? It looks ridiculous. Yeah, all the bruising has gone down to my toes now. My toes are just all black and blue. It looks, it looks yeah, fucking... Yeah, black toes? Is that, yeah. is that racist? Yeah, it looks really bad, dude. Okay. Some have black face. Johnny has black toes. It looks really bad. Um, Uninstall. I don't even know why that's happening right now. Um, uh, guys, a lot of things are going on. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can, uh, there's a couple things. Oh, first of all, I'm going to be in North Carolina uh, February 18th through the 20th. I'm going to be at Good Nights. Come join me. I got a great lineup. I got uh, John Toll. I have Jessica Wellington. And their word on the street, Johnny Boom Boom Woodard might stop by and do his first set. So we could see him do stand up. I haven't seen. I can't wait to hear some of that Coach K jokes that he's gonna do or something like that. So come down, hang out. Now the Friday show got canceled because of restrictions, so it's only Thursday. One show Thursday, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. So come and hang out with me. I'd love to see you guys. I'm going to be in New Jersey at the Dojo of Comedy inside Tiffs. I will be there March. 4th, 5th, and 6th. I'm there with Howie Dewey from Cash Daddies and Tino Sanchez. So come hang out. We'd love to see you all. Okay? And then finally, later in that month, no, it's in April, sorry, I will be at the House of Comedy in uh, Arizona, and I'm also going to Austin. So I got to get those dates up on the new website, sandtriplee.com, as soon as that's ready to go. Guys, if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways to do it. Uh, there's a Patreon with the show, patreon.com slash hat. Daily doses, whooping ass. Join the fun, okay? If you all want to watch a young Christian warrior just whoop up on an elderly old man, 
please check out uh, Conspiracy Social Clubs with Brian Callen and Sam Tripoli. We debate uh, conspiracies, and Brian always takes the L. It's a fun time. We also it, had uh, Larry Johnson on uh, the greatest yesterday, the greatest of all time on Rockfin. So uh, we so have uh, we have a we have a sports podcast for those. If you really want, so I have two shows on Rockfin, Rockfin.com, and Rockfin is like the Netflix of premium content. Meaning that if you go, you pay one fee, you get to watch everybody's premium content. I think it's brilliant. Uh, I have two shows on there. I have Zero, which is my spiritual podcast. Tinfall Hat is how you uh, you learn what's going on, and then Zero is you learn how to deal with it. I also have another show with Johnny Boom Boom Worded over there, and it is called The Greatest of All Time Sports Talk. And uh, yesterday we did, like he said, had Larry Johnson on talking about the occult in the S- Super Bowl. So that was a fun yeah. Crazy. He went hard. He went hard to pay. <laughs> yeah. Even Johnny are like, eh, 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 eh. okay. He went pretty hard on that. Uh, what else do we got? I have a couple shows I'd love for you to check out. I have Cash Daddies. It is a comedy. It's a comedy investment show. I think investing is very important, whether it's gold, silver. You're going to hear that in this episode we're doing today. Gold, silver, stocks. Very important. I think it's the difference between the haves and the have-nots. Okay, So it's very important. Listen to the show. It is entertainment purposes only, but we do give you some great information. And they also have the Union of the Unwanted. Some of you guys don't think we take it serious enough here. The Union of the Unwanted is the probably... The best information show you'll listen to because it's just we get about 12 of the best in the business and it's like a super group of of uh, talk. Uh, we're doing a crypto show this Monday and it's just the best. That's you know the wanted and the uh, cash daddies. Anything else, guys? Oh, yeah, T-shirts, man. Yeah. T-shirts are going. I got a, a Fight for Charity T-shirts are going up on TinfoilHatT-shirts.com. Uh, Fight for Charity, and then the new one that I think is about to get up and hopefully be done very soon is uh, Fisting the Machine, and that is going to be an exclusive T-shirt to buy. That's tinfoilhattshirts.com. And you can also go to, if you want cups, mugs, condoms, hats, whatever, go to Tinfoil Hat Swag. Again, all that will be very soon on the new samtriplee.com podcast i mean a uh, website anything else if you want to see how obsessed sam is with the godzilla king kong movie uh check out broken simulation uh that one's on patreon right now patreon.com slash broken simulation it will be available on youtube uh pretty soon and your show is uh we don't smoke the same and uh we're gonna go live today at Oh, actually, yeah, today at 1 o'clock. Damn, dude, That's going good. hard in the paint. All right, guys, thanks. what is that? So where can they find it? Uh, on YouTube and any podcast app. Okay, we don't smoke the same. Guys, we have a great show for you. We discuss money with Robert Bonamo. Bonamo, please enjoy the show. And let's get into it, man. Super excited to have this next guest on. He is a director. There's a movie coming out called Twilight of the Archons. Please welcome Robert Bonomo. How are you, brother? Man, there was panic going through that name. Doing great. Thank you for joining us. You are, in fact, in Africa. Am I correct? Yes, I'm in Tunis, North Africa. Great place. I love it. It's... I, I, I... you know, I'm older than, you know, you two guys on the show, and I'm still blown away that we could do an interview with somebody 
in Africa. That like step, I think kids growing up will take that all for just like, yeah, so what? It's a Zoom. Like to me, it's just like unbelievable. I'm, I'm 53 and it's the same for me. It's crazy. It's like, we're just blessed, dude, that we were, we had the, the, the smarts to, uh, take advantage of the technology. I have people in my life that I grew up with that just don't even, won't even try to look into anything, whether it's mining your internet or anything like that, uh, and just building YouTube channels and pocket. And nobody, they don't want to get into it. They, they just keep wanting to do this old system. Dude, you know, you're on top of it. You got crypto. You're on the stocks. You're trying to buy some GameStop. I'm like, bro, on Sam's. I'm trying, trending. dude. I'm you're trying trending. to diversify. You're I'm trending. trying to diversify for for my kids. But back, uh, the movie Twilight of the Archons. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Robert? Yeah, sure. Um, I've done a lot of blogging say, in the last 10 years, and um, I made a documentary a couple years ago on the tarot, the 21 Faces of God. So I got into all that esoteric stuff, and um, but I was always interested in money. I worked in a bank um, in marketing. So I did a lot. Of, I worked in online marketing, digital marketing, and I was always fascinated with banking because it never made any sense to me. So this documentary is kind of a mix of that interest in all that esoteric stuff and the banking. How do, how do banks work? Because there is something sort of mysterious and esoteric about them. And so this film is really a combination of those two, those two interests. And I've written a few, I've written a couple novels and I've published a lot of articles on alternative media. I, uh, I find this so interesting because I just really don't think most people have a clue what is going yeah. on with their money when they, they go, yeah, I put my money in bank. I, I, I'm so happy. And then they're like, they look at their money and they're just like, I mean, they, j- that's all they, they just think it sits there. And the truth of the matter is like, why don't you put your money in? It gets like fucking lent out to everybody. They charge interest on it. And then they kind of F you on. I mean, like I have a credit union, a credit union. It's put in a blender, basically. I mean, it's just everywhere. And, and like, dude, if I don't use this thing, they start fining me if I don't use this debit card thing why, I have. With you, that. <laughs> what? That sounds terrible. Credit. That's a terrible credit. Union. Well, you know, I, 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 I'll get into it later. But I'm Eli Musking it on that shit. Like, <laughs> I have this whole plan, but I don't want to get into it here. But it is very interesting. Then you get into the <laughs> stock market, and it's even crazier. It's just like. The rules they make and for doing to be buying, selling, shorting, putting, calling all that stuff is just insanity. And I don't think people really understand how money works. I think they understand how working works. I agreed to work for this, and you pay me yeah. this, and then I get the check, and I'm like, why is half of it gone? And you're like, oh, because they're ta- it's like chaos, dude. But I'm very excited to hear your topics on this. So uh, where would you like to start, man? Let's start with money because I think it's it's a really – I teach at a business school. So these are college kids going to you know go out into the business world. In the first class, I always ask them, can anyone define money for me? Very few can do that. And then I ask them, well, how is money created? I will not get one correct answer. These are kids, you know – 18, 19 year old kids in college. And I found that I, most people don't even know what money is or how it's created. So how can we talk about taxes and all these sorts of things when people don't even know what money is? 
You know, so I think we should start there. It's, it's really important. What is money and how is it created? Okay. So I just want to start by saying this. that I, 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 You know, when I started really starting to get into geopolitics, right, I started looking at monetary units. And the one I found very interesting was the British pound. And so... Mm-hmm. True story, I talked about this the other day. I was doing a USO for the the U.S. military. Brian Callen, Dove Davidoff, Steve Byrne, and we went to Afghanistan. Well, on the way back, uh, the lady booked us too close to our, our uh, connection, and we couldn't make it, so we got to stay a, a night in London, and it was very cool. So we go to Brian's house. Brian's brother, brother-in-law is a giant uh, you know, investor. And I was just starting to get into like why monetary units are this, why monetary. And I looked at the British pound and I'm like, why is the British pound worth like more than a lot of these other monetary units? And the ones that they aren't worth more, most people don't even know about. But like, why? Why is it worth more than the US dollar? Why is it worth more than the Canadian dollar? And I went and I asked his his sister who's living in this very nice house and married to an investor and i go why is the british pound worth so much when you have zero exports you don't make anything you don't export any natural resources you don't do any of that stuff why is your pound worth so much and she didn't have an answer and i later on found out it's because the british invented money that's pretty much they invented the monetary system and that, and and later on I would learn about the city of London. So let's start so I am very interested in this topic. So where do we start with money? Well, let's start with first what is it? Because a lot of people aren't really exactly clear what it is. And you know, if you go to a textbook it'll say, well, it's a store of value and it's a means of exchange. So it's a way where you can store work. Right. Um, it, it, what, one way I explain this to my students often is imagine I'm going to sell you a kilo of gold. Right. And I say, let's meet tomorrow. You bring the cash and we'll do the deal. Right. We meet. I ask you for the cash. You show it to me. And when you ask me for the gold, I look up in the mountains and I say, yeah, there's a kilo of gold in those mountains. <laughs> Are you going to give me the money? Nope. You ain't going to give me the money, right? Because what the gold is, it's the work that it takes to go get the gold. That's what's stored in the gold. That's That's what money is. It's stored work. And money, traditional money... Was were things that was easy to store the work in. So gold, you know, it doesn't go bad; it lasts forever. So it's a great store of work. But when you look at that gold, what, what, why it's valuable? Because it stores all the work in it. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's let's break this down. What you're trying to say, because I understand what you're saying. Because in a weird way, this is almost what digital is too. It's like it's just not yes. a, a, a fucking. It's digital; you can't touch, but it is. It is a, a stored work, a stored effort, a stored how many people own it, how many people don't own it, right? So when you're saying it's a stored work, is that like the work that goes into mining the gold, finding the yes. gold, sell, uh, you know, cleaning yes. up the gold, pressing the gold, and all that stuff? Like the amount of time all and effort that. it goes into that determines how much this price is, which is why uh, a, a piece of gold is could be worth 
couple grand, like a dollar, which is amazing kind of press on it. And you see this, all this cool stuff that's on gold. I don't know if you've seen a gold dollar, but it's fucking badass, man. It's really cool compared to a hamburger the way for a dollar, right? The way he says it is I see money like time. Because if you work hourly, you work per hour. So you get paid for the hour of your time. So you're worth eight bucks of your time. That's how much your time's worth. Dude, that is a really good point. That's really good. And you know what they say in acting? Acting is you don't get paid to act. You do that for free. They pay you to wait around. How much is how much is are you worth to wait around? Tom Cruise is worth a lot to wait around. Me, I mean, I can't even get Union to do that (laughs) shit, right? So yeah, I get what you're talking about. Like you're like. So what you're saying is it's work, but really it's, like you said, time. Guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Helix. That's right, guys. There is nothing worse. I'm talking a thousand hells, okay? A thousand hells. Imagine living with Hitler, having pineapples shoved up his ass. That's the type of eternal hell it is to sleep on a crappy mattress. You ever sleep on a crappy mattress? Dude, I'm- I'm poor. I was poor my whole life. Yeah, yes. your whole life. You and all 20 of your cousins yes. sleeping on one crappy ass mattress. Oh, no. It is hell. Johnny, you ever had a crappy mattress? Oh, yes, yes, yes. There is nothing worse than the worst mattress. I can't sleep. And now you got this pandemic, politics. You throw a fucking lumpy mattress on there. You got your dog trying to spoon with you, and you're the inner spoon. There's nothing worse than being <laughs> I, inner spoon I, I've with your dog. I've said it a million times. There's, when we do this read, there's no bigger quality of life upgrade than changing out your mattress. Dude, you sleep more than you do anything else, right? Because the simulation, they can't run us all at the same time. So they have to have some of these these, uh, avatars kind of sleep while the other ones are up. And if you're an avatar sleeping on a shit-ass mattress, your simulation sucks it, okay? Not me, because I got Helix, dog. I got all that Helix action. That's right, dude. I went to helixsleep.com and got my swerve on. I got a real mattress, Johnny. It's real simple. Johnny, you did too, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah, I took their two-minute sleep quiz. Really simple. Two uh, minutes. It, yeah, get in, get out and for the rec- rest of your life. They recommend matches you with your mattress. body type and sleep preference to for the perfect mattress for you. Everyone's unique. Everyone's unique, and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. The soft, the medium, the firm mattresses. The mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for the plus side folks, okay? Yeah, daddy's a little thick, and he needs a little bit more mattress. This guy, he sleeps in the fetal position, right, XG? Yeah, I'm a side So you need like one of those comforting ones that lets you think you're back in the womb, right? <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. All right, I took the quiz. Real simple, real fun. And I sleep like a baby, okay? Like a baby, all right? So this is what I need you to do. Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my words for it. Helix has been awarded the best Overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Holla at your boy, okay? So this is what you got to do. Just go to helixsleep.com slash tinfoil. Take the two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com. 
dot com slash tinfoil. Dude, how great is that? Up to 200 bucks. Man, I love I love America. Yes. I love I love the simulation and I love both of you guys in a purely man on man kind of way. Thank awesome. you, Helix. Stored in that like it's the same with fish. If I'm gonna sell you, you know, a, a ton of tuna and I look at the ocean and I say, Yeah, the tuna are in the ocean, you're probably gonna punch me if you bring <laughs> the money, right? But what the money is worth is it's all of that work that goes out, catch the fish, know how to get the fish, right? Bring them there, prepare them. That's what the money is. It's work. And so when you look at money as work, and then you look at how is money created by banks, then there's a disconnect. There's there a we disconnect. go. 100%, dude. 100%. Yeah. And, and that's a key issue in the film I talk about is people don't understand money. They think it's something it's something else. And a lot of things in our culture we think are one thing but really are another. Um, so we could go into the banking part if you want. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing. I think people think money is the thing they want, right? Like, like uh, I got a 20 on me. They think that 20 is – what it is on face value. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like they think that dollar is actually when that dollar isn't worth shit actually, because you could burn it up and then it's worth nothing. Right. It's, it's what it represents that is worth more than the actual paper that, that you're holding. Well, I'm, I'm curious, uh, with, with respect to, to gold, uh, I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but silver actually has more practical use than gold in in the world, right? Well, why? Right, yeah, it's, it's silver's using many things. No? Why? Why? The, why then is is gold a better store of value? Why does it have more value? Like this is it's more similar to currency in that way? Uh, I think because it's more rare, it's more difficult to mine gold than silver. Like when you mine lead, you also always get silver, right? So I believe it's 40 to 1 is the ratio, the silver to gold ratio. So there's about 40 times more more silver than there is gold. Because it's more rare, it's more valuable. So an ounce of silver and an ounce of gold, the gold is always going to be much more valuable. And that's why it was a better store of value. But they're very similar. For sure. And and I want to get into banking, but they say that the markets have been manipulated so much that like the actual worth of silver would be like $150,000 of a, a coin but they manipulated it so much that it you can now get a coin for 40 bucks because they don't want everybody yeah. to have $150,000 i'm not because the price of silver that we see is based on paper silver yes and so you know paper silver's leveraged god knows how much what 100 a hundred to one. So if everyone who had paper silver tomorrow said, I want the real thing, you'd have God knows where the price of silver would go. That's what was going on this week with that. They were talking about the silver squeeze and those guys on Reddit were going to, you know, yeah. go along silver. But JP Morgan came in and destroyed that the other night. They just said, are you kidding, boys? Yeah. They hit that sell button and silver just went bang. Yeah, the silver market's a lot bigger than like what was being traded with GameStop too, as, as I understand. Oh it. my god, yeah, yeah much bigger. Massive. And bigger implications because GameStop in the end, who cares? 
But silver, when you start talking about silver, you're talking about money. Because wasn't it like you're talking about gold? You're talking about money. You know, gold, oil, and the dollar. Those are the three sort of pillars of the monetary system. Wasn't it like in the '70s? I think like Lamar Hunt and his brothers tried to corner. They tried to just buy up all the silver, and it caused this this real panic among like people who actually need silver to work with. They just these guys, just rich guys, just tried to buy all the silver in the '70s, and it, it's a really yes. crazy story. You know, GameStop's interest. GameStop's yeah. interesting because, like, what does it really rep- – like, is anyone going to GameStop anymore when you play video games? You go to GameStop? No, you, you download them. But what's funny is a lot of these kids are getting nostalgic or whatever, and they yeah. like they don't want the stores to close down. Like, these kids legit – like, yeah. These, yeah. these millennials do not want these stores to close down. So just that- so you know, Robert, we there's a guy in the room who just bought stock in fucking <laughs> – blockbuster so just to let you know just to let you know that what we're doing some dude bought stock in blockbuster i just want to be on the record uh that's not me yeah or, or the other oh, yeah, guy or it's, not me either. it's a guy sitting in the corner he's in, he's in detention right now um but yeah so the banking's very interesting and you know whether you're religious or not man uh you know the story of Jesus. Whatever you believe Jesus is, everybody has their own beliefs. I I, I love I respect everyone's beliefs, and uh, but the story is that he went to the market and he went and he kicked over a table and told the bankers, "You can't sell interest." You can't sell interest. And so, you know, everyone gets in fights. You know, when the, the, uh, you know, when Mel Gibson's Jesus movie came out, they felt like it was going to make the Jews look bad. And I go, it's not the Jews, man. It's the bank. It's literally the bankers. The bankers had Jesus killed. And that's what's so interesting because, you know, the Federal Reserve, and we're going to get into that, is like, we're drowning in interest right now on this debt that we, really didn't even make a deal for Woodrow Wilson in the United States like a thief in the fucking night fucking signed the Federal Reserve Act and we not had the Federal Reserve and we did not sign that we didn't have anyone debate on it and he did it like a thief in the night and there's this whole debate that most of our tax money goes off just to pay off that interest on that private bank so let's get into banking because I think people really need to understand the manipulation going on And just to be clear, paper money originally was just a receipt, a receipt from a jeweler who was guarding your gold. So you stored your gold in some some place, right? They gave you a receipt. I have five ounces of gold. And and then people started trading those receipts. Instead of going getting the gold given to the guy, you just gave him the receipt that you had. Oh, my God. So remember, paper money, the idea of paper money was a receipt for something real. Remember, the dollar was based, dollar comes from, I believe it's the Dutch, T-O-L-A-R, then it became dollar, it was a Spanish coin, a silver coin, and that became the U.S. dollar, which was based on a Spanish silver coin. So traditionally, a dollar was a certain amount of silver. That has completely changed, but a lot of people still think behind the dollar there's some gold or something. There's yeah. nothing behind. It. Yeah, no, that's yeah. important for people to know. Yes, very important. That is in the United States. It's called the petrodollar. It is uh, Nixon in the '60s or the the '50s. What was it? The '60s? The '70s. The '70s. Mm-hmm. Okay, took us off the gold standard and put us on uh, Saudi oil and. 
And, and the reason I believe they did that is because there's unlimited Saudi oil. So you can always be pushing dollars when, you know, when you back something by gold, there's only so many notes you can print. Right. And remember, that deal they made with the Saudis is based on all oil in the world being sold in dollars. So there's a constant demand. Every country has to go out, buy dollars, so trade their currency for dollars, and then use those dollars to buy oil. You can't buy oil in euros, in rubles. You got to buy it in dollars. And that constant demand keeps the, the value of the dollar up. But there's nothing actually backing the dollar that way. So imagine if the Saudis made a deal with the Chinese and said, we're going to sell oil in yuan. Damn. So that's something people don't understand about the petrodollar, because it was a very intelligent move to make, to leave gold but still maintain the value of the dollar. It's unbelievable, dude. It's so next level, like yeah, diabolical. If it wasn't so evil, it would be like, dude, that's a fucking boss move. It's still a boss right. move. Well, well hypothetically, hypothetically, what do you think our economy looks like now if we did not make that move? You ask me? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Well, remember, the inflation in the 70s was brutal. Yeah. You, you guys don't remember this, but inflation was a serious problem. And so by by adopting this petrodollar system, it controls inflation and it stabilized the economy. Without doing that deal, you have to wonder what would happen with inflation. Because remember, the French wanted to exchange their dollars for gold. So, so there's a lot of pressure to convert those dollars to gold. And that's when Nixon said enough. We're cutting it off. Um, so, so do yeah, you think that was definitely stabilized the currency? But do you th- like, you know, a debate I have with a good friend of mine is like he thinks people make mistakes that doesn't play out. Or do you think that was done purposefully to control the world and stabilize the U.S.? Uh, not, not necessarily the. The U.S. economy for the people, but for the businesses that want to come here, because I've always felt like the U.S., the U.S., the biggest allure of the U.S. market is stability. Like we never had like leftist gorillas like fucking from the jungle come and overthrow the government. You don't have to like in these other countries. That's something you always got to worry about. Like Manila, Manila, right? That's supposedly something going on right now, right? So. That's the lore of the country. So by doing that, do you think my question is, do you think it was done for uh, uh, done for good reasons or was done for secretive diabolical reasons? Oh, I think it was just common sense. Nixon. I mean, what was Nixon going to do? Give all our gold to the French? The French weren't stupid. They saw all these deficits we were running with the Vietnam War, etc. And so, yeah, I mean, it was an astute play, and it worked extremely well. Remember, every country in the world has to buy dollars to trade for oil and many other products. So it's like the imperial tax. The whole world has to buy our currency for international trade. So it's it was a brilliant move. I mean, let's face it, diabolical maybe, but brilliant. Guys, it's Valentine's Day. And you know what that means? Fucking trim your nuts up. That's what that means, dude. I mean, there's nothing more dis- disrespectful to your lady than just some fucking low-hanging, 
four balls that fucking don't tell her that you love her. I mean, dude, imagine going to your lady and you just have the jungle down there. I mean, how disrespectful would you feel? Right? If you were a woman, you didn't even take time to clean your nuts? Well, thanks to our good friends at Manscaped. That's right. Guys, if you wash your your lady how much you love her, get Manscaped and start trimming up those sacks, okay? Clean them up. If you love your lady, you'll have a nice pair of huevos, okay? And Manscaped is the best of the best at it, okay? The per- they have the perfect package 3.0 that is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and fe- features a cutting-edge blade that reduces grooming accents. God damn, it's waterproof, man. Amazing. It's like you can just get in the water when you're showering and clean it up. You don't have to Amazing. worry about electrocuting your ding-dong, and you get that coke dick, and you got baby dick, and your lady walks in. You're like, no, it's electrocuted. And then she just goes, I'm leaving you for somebody who's hung. Not with Manscaped. Dude, I shaved my nuts one time, and my girlfriend thought I had a nine-inch dick because I had trimmed down the magic, okay? I was uh, uh, Johnny. You know what I'm talking about, okay? Yeah. Trust me, guys. I, I think the advertiser would prefer if we didn't get into the realm of fantasy on uh, this. Uh, on whatever, the Johnny. I'm trying to push product here, okay? So listen to me. The perfect package 3.0 will come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep you your junk. Feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those useful, useless used pair of boxers to Manscaped. High-performance anti-chafing boxers. Easily the most comfy boxers we've I've ever had. Johnny? Totally agree, yeah. Dude, I, I've it, heard my, my ball singing, hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off the work we go when I had on my fucking Manscaped No, me too, dude. I bought some other boxers, and it was a huge mistake. I, I just wear the Manscaped ones all the time. Dude, every time I go to piss, I take my bo- when I'm wearing my other boxers, I hear my balls going, boo, boo, boo. I feel like every time I pee, it's an away game, and that sucks, okay? So this is what's going to happen. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. Come on, man. Throw a little magic on you all over the place. My buddy Sebastian would squirt it right on his huevos, dude. With that same signature scent that all Manscaped formulas, okay? This cologne is perfect complement to the collection. This is the perfect package for your perfect package, okay? Get 20% off shipping with the code TIN. Foil hat at manscaped.com. Get 20% off free shipping with the code tinfoil hat at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Promo code tinfoil hat. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped and tinfoil hat. Holler at your boys. So, so let's get into uh, what is banking. Yeah. So, what's really interesting is how is money created? So 97% of the money that we use is digital money. It's deposits, no deposits in banks. So how does money get created? And it's, it's so simple that sometimes people don't believe it. And if you watch my film, I have Professor Richard Werner, excellent German economist. I have the Bank of England. So this is how it's done. Think about it this way. If I go to the supermarket and I want to buy a six pack or something and I give them a piece of paper that says, I owe you 10 bucks and I hand it to the girl at the cash register, is she going to accept that? Nope. Nope. But I can go to a bank and I can say, hey guys, I need some cash. I owe you 
$10,000. As soon as I sign that piece of paper, that IOU, what the bank does, it says, okay, I'll buy that from you for $10,000. And they create, in that moment, they create the cash and put it in. They don't put it in. It appears in, in my checking account. All money is is a promise in the future to pay it back. There's no work involved. So what the bank does is simply hits a button, bing, and the money's created. But for me to pay that money back, I have to go out and work. Yes. So there's, you see that difference? And that's yes. a crucial point. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. I see what you're saying. And, you know, this has a lot to do with, you know, I see you want to get into materialism a little later, but, you know, when we find out about this this housing bubble that burst in, I think, 2008, right? The reason they give these loans out to people they know can't pay it with, uh, with adjustable, like, why would you even do an adjustable? Why do you do it? If you're a bank, why do you do an adjustable? Because all of a sudden the market shifts and that interest goes up and your payment goes up. So, so I want to buy a house. I, 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 I really don't have a lot of money, but just like everybody else, I have a dream of owning a house. And they're like, you know, you hear the ads. It's a time to buy a house now. Every They're just <laughs> giving them away. Come down to Spanky's Bank and we'll finance you. Okay? Bad credit, no credit. Come on down. Yeah, 100%. Okay? So, so you go down and you, you, grab this, you grab this currency, right? I got to shut up because I'm not letting you talk, but I'm very excited about everything you're saying so i'm sorry about that but it's basically they make these loans they lend you out monopoly money you take the monopoly money okay and what do you do with the monopoly money you fucking buy a real asset right you buy this real asset here is a real house i i can't pay pay all i'm you know i'm paying a thousand dollars a month on my house suddenly i get a bill and it's ten thousand dollars i have to pay ten thousand ten thousand dollars on my fucking on my, on my mortgage. And you're like, I can't afford that. So you foreclose on the house. Now the bank takes back a real asset. So they wrote funny money and they take back a real asset. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And, and let's just go into that a little bit because a lot of people think when they go to a bank and they get a mortgage, say they get a $100,000 mortgage, let's say, they think that money is money that somebody deposited in the bank or that the bank went out and borrowed that money. That is not what happens. The moment you sign that paper, you've signed a security. You've created like a bond. I will pay back a hundred grand. And in that moment, the bank just monetizes that bond. They take that IOU and they turn it into cash. And for that, you have to go out and work. Yes. And what happens is if you create a new asset, so if you actually say, all right, create the hundred grand and you build something new, then, then, then it makes sense in a way because that hundred thousand dollars was created. And as you pay it back, it's destroyed, but a house is built. The problem is when people start borrowing money to buy stocks, like for example, GameStop, the, the hedge funds that were borrowing money, that money was created out of nothing, out of nothing, and spent shorting, you know, uh, some company that's worthless. So we created these crazy bubbles. Yeah, crazy man. Bubbles. 
Yeah, 100%, dude. They use Monopoly money to buy stocks in a company that isn't doing anything. Yeah, and the winners are the people who pull their money out first and fast. I mean, that really. Because somebody's going to be left holding the bag with that. Oh, there's a lot of the people. The company that are, has no value. There's oh, a lot of people that are holding. Hold, hold the line. Hold, hold the line. Hold. I don't know. No, the, I do know. The, the guy that said, the guy that put in the 50K that started, he said he's going to hold out to the end. Either well, way, he's, he's going to win. He's going to have he's gonna lose no a lot. money left. No, he, well, either well, way, he's going to win. You also don't know how many accounts that guy has. Like, you True. could have a major account that you put publicly, and you could have this other account that you're running all yeah. the shit on. And it's kind of depressing because apparently there was a real case to be made uh, that GameStop could kind of pivot to an online business. But that's probably all going to be lost now because the, the val- you know, the stock price has just been fucked with beyond recognition I, at this point. I wouldn't know, but does this. Anything good happen to GameStop as a company? Like, are they? Can they open up more stores? Can they? Are they coming back? Or are they just looking at they it, and sitting back? Sit, like, they're all sitting on stock that they probably sold and made some money. But that's, well, the guy it. who owned the most stock in AMC must have been like, "Holy shit! This thing that I regret not selling earlier just skyrocketed, and he sold off for like seventy million dollars." Whoa! Yeah, and there have been cases of like companies like that that were. That kind of had their value inflated while they were in bankruptcy, you know, and they tried to sell off their stock to to pay off the bank bankruptcy, and the judges don't let them do it, uh, which, which is it's, and I think that was uh, shit. Who, I can't I can't remember the company, but anyway. But you're one hundred percent right, Robert, on what you're saying. Obviously, you wrote a movie about it, but and you teach economics. But you know, a great example of what you're talking about, which I warn like my younger family members, like cousins and stuff. It's like you never want to lease a you don't want to buy a car with a loan from the car company that you're buying the car from meaning you don't like to be like we finance sorry you don't have to go to bank bad credit no credit whatever we'll finance your car it's like they're just making up funny money it was hertz by the way hertz tried to sell stock to pay off their bankruptcy because they're because the the market makers were kind of fucking with their stock you know and the value went up yeah and they weren't allowed to do that so hertz has i mean hertz has no value right now right right but so so this this so they you don't want to do that because they you don't want to owe that money and for them to own the note because they want you to miss your payments because they want to take that asset back because you will still owe them the money on the note on on the contract but now they'll take back the car and sell it again so you don't want them having that that fucking uh you don't want them financing that deal because they have no incentive for you to help you if you're like hey dude i'm gonna be two days late or anything like that no they want to take that car back and resell it on you yep. and, and think about taxes and governments when a government cre- goes into debt that money's created out of nothing sold to us and we as the taxpayers we have to work we've got to work and pay taxes so these guys i mean it's it's really it's immoral if a government can create money out of nothing which they do they spend it then they go out and raise debt taxes all of this we don't understand our monetary system people don't understand how it works so when we hear politicians talking about raise taxes, raising debt, debt's important, wipe out the debt, are you crazy? You want us to work for 30 or 40 years to pay off a government debt that was created out of nothing? 
Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's it's what I'm saying, ridiculous. man. It's just like, be like, no, we're not paying it. Just deny it. Like, they were talking about that Trump was going to do that with the Chinese. That he, you know, the United States is so in debt to them. And they have this weird symbiotic relationship, right? We're like China. China needs us. Everyone thinks China wants to destroy us, but we wouldn't buy their goods. They would be fucked if we didn't buy their goods. And we don't want to destroy China because they loan us money when we overspend, right? But if Trump goes, I'm not going to pay you this interest go fuck yourself it could easily be wiped out i mean dude you could have a bank go we've wiped your debts out you're good and you don't owe anything at all even sometimes when you when you owe money on a student loan you can make a deal with them just to pay the principal which means because you haven't paid in so long they'll be like can you can uh, can you uh just pay the principal which is what you borrowed and they'll be like, and they'll be like, yeah, because they just want that part of the well, money. Yeah, back. I mean, some people even get better deals than that. They pay less than the principal in some cases. I yeah, mean, I mean, you yeah. could do that as well, but that is what you can do. Literally, interest is just made up bullshit. It feels like all oh, this is a principle. In, yeah. in two thousand nine, some of the banks went to people who were whose how whose loans were way underwater. No. Say they they own they owed three hundred thousand on a hundred thousand dollar house, and they said, "Hey, you're current." They wanted to keep them. They knocked off big ch- hundred two hundred thousand principal on the loan, and it was really interesting when the New York Times wrote about this. They never explained the math. So who ate the two hundred thousand on that loan? You know who ate it? Nobody. It was just marked off. Yeah. Just an accounting edit. The Fed said, okay, we won't count that as reserves. No problem. It's gone. Disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be done with everybody all the time. It got done with everybody. Houses, I mean, my parents lost their house. They were they were they bought a house for like Yeah, but that that is still on their record. Oh yeah. It's for like ten years. What he's saying is that two hundred, three hundred thousand debt is disappears and when you consider how leveraged that debt is you know how many people yes. are selling that debt and it can just be wiped off the books like that it's i mean it, it proves okay. you, it proves you that there's that. Is no what value is at all selling some they sell that debt off right somebody buys that right. debt with it's, leverage it's packaged, right it's so they'll, they'll package mortgage this was from, from 2008 yeah. they, they package it then they sell derivatives off it that stuff was leveraged like 40 or 50 times and then when they get rid of it, what happens? Somebody else, another bank owns it. And then what happens with that bank? They get left holding the bag? Well, that's what happened in 2008 and 2009. And Matt Taibbi in Rolling Stone had some fabulous articles about this. Fabulous Wonderful, articles yeah. the banks forging. They were forging all sorts of documents. Sending them to judges. Because legally, they had done some very strange stuff. Anyone's interested in that? Matt Taibbi wrote some fabulous articles. He, on that. Yeah, he did the best you, work on that. By the way, oh, this is—it's interesting because the we've you know we've been crushing short sellers for the past couple of weeks uh, in the country, but really short sellers were kind of the hero of that 2008. The heroes of that 2008 thing because they yeah. exposed a lot of this. I mean, they were the ones that did the research, the legwork, went out and kind of found out the the, the fraud that was going on. I'm like in the big short. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable, man. Because in 2008, the Fed in one week created trillion. Nobody knows. 
trillions of dollars to bail out the banks, plus quantitative easing, printing of money to bail out the banks, to buy those mortgages that were worthless. But why didn't they bail out the people? If they had bailed out the people, said, all right, we're going to help the banks a little bit, but we're going to help average Joe. They didn't. And that's, that's one of the, I think, the biggest disappointments of the Obama era was when Obama came in, I think a lot of us were like, all right, now we got a guy who's going to, you know, fight for us. He sold out like, bang. Yeah, that was all a fucking, that was all just a psyop. And I just, I, I Trump too, dude. I mean, like Trump did the same. I mean, like they could have bailed everybody out. And, and dude, they could have stopped rents. They could have stopped mortgages until it, they didn't even try to do that. Or student debt. That's yeah. another crazy debt. one. For example, well, you imagine know, imagine in 2008 if they had said, you know what, moratorium on student debt for two years, and we're going to give everybody a free ride on their mortgage. You just got to pay like 20 bucks a month, and we'll we'll keep you going for a year until things get going again. Well, right? Robert, the reason How many I- people would have saved their houses. Robert, to be honest with you, the reason they'll never forgive student debt is because, and I've said it here before, but you know what they do with this, this money, man, it's like, so who owns a, who owns a university? Who owns a college? It could be state, but there's also private colleges. Who owns a private college? Well, it's the board of trustees. Who's the board of trustees? Well, it's some heavy donors and all that stuff. And what do they do, dude? Well, once all the, all of the tax, uh, all the uh, operational costs are paid off to run a college, what do they do with that extra? What do they do with the extra profit? Well, that gets thrown into a trust that is ran by the trustees, okay? And what do the trustees do with that trust? They invest in a hedge fund, and that hedge fund tends to be investing in the military-industrial complex, which to me is why they didn't want ban, divest, sanction on fucking campuses because that would fuck with the money flow. And on top of that, that's why they don't want to pay student-athletes. Because that's going to come out of the war money. And that's why they're like, okay, we're going to work with you guys. You guys can make money off your likenesses. That's how nice we are. You know why? Because <laughs> if Gatorade pays Zion Williams money, that doesn't come out of the fucking war money, dude. Thank you, dude. That doesn't come out of the war cash. And that is literally, and you got all these kids marching and they're all super sensitive jokes while their tuition goes to bombing brown people in the rest of the fucking world. It's fucking, what is up is really down. And, you know, the whole connection of student debt and banking is fascinating because when you go, I've taught in China, I've taught, I teach in Tunis, I've taught in in many places. And when you tell kids in these countries, American kids borrow money, they leave college in debt. What? And if you look at the price of education and financial financing of education, it's all connected they're creating money out of nothing, loaning it to kids, and that's driving the price of education through the roof. It's a scam. This is a crime what we're doing to these kids because by financing their education, it's just driving the price higher and higher and higher. And to me, then that gets in the even crazier shit. Like, why do you leave college? 
trying to become a doctor with half a million dollars in debt. Well, that makes it very hard for you to start your own practice because you would fucking, you have to pay that loan off. So the best way to do is just go to a clinic, go to a place where he's already dropped. And guess what? You better play fucking ball. You better fucking prescribe what they want you to prescribe and do the procedures they want you to do the procedures for or else you'll be fucking out. Or you'll have your fucking medical license taken away. It's all about control. It's about controlling the narrative, man. And they're making becoming a doctor so expensive that people aren't doing it anymore. These people are, these really intelligent guys are moving into stocks and buying stocks. So what do they do now? Now they're having people get nursing degrees, okay? prescribing medication, which means they just go and they hit buttons on the machine and the machine will tell them what to prescribe. That's where we're heading to. And that's why a medical education is so fucking expensive. And you know, one thing I talk about in the film is if a bank can take a piece of paper and say, it's a promissory note, I will pay back a hundred grand in 10 years and turn that into cash. Why can't a central bank when a mother has a child, say, that's an asset, right? She's created a human being. And what she's going to do is she's going to raise this child, educate this child, feed this child, clothe this child. You could also create an asset and pay her to do that work. Because you think about it, the work a mother does, who works harder, honestly? Let's face it. We, we certainly don't, right? Dude, Why I listen. Can't we create money and pay women for that work. It's the same. It's work. I'm telling you, man, until you have kids, you don't understand that statement. I mean, like, <laughs> when you don't have kids, you're like, oh, oh, mother's the hardest job ever. And then you have kids, you're like, holy shit. It is, tw- I always say, having a kid, and I just had twins, man. And having twins is like your waiting tables and your fucking section is slammed 24 7 it is non-stop so uh, so when uh, someone who says being a mother isn't hard they don't have children they really don't and it's like you don't get it until you get it and that's the truth man so you're totally right and listen the truth of the matter is if you really want to get deep into it particularly in the united states that social security number is you signing your kid over to the state that's why they can come in and grab your child without your permission because technically that kid is not yours. That kid is the state's. And, dude, so they shouldn't – they should pay mothers to be moms because they they're it's raising – It's a real asset. Yeah, they're raising really the is. state's asset. A you bunch know. of single mothers just started listening to this podcast right. going, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I have a whole new respect for single mothers for fucking sure, man. It's like it's a, not an easy gig, dude. But I want to get into kind of the like, you know, the debt and what debt leads to and like how there's like this young culture in America, which is buy fancy shoes, drive fancy cars, like just get insanely in debt and, 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 you know, not understanding managing your money, how to work, how to make your money work for you instead of you working for your money, right? And it's like materialism is just this giant thing. And what does money have to do with like, what, what are your whole thoughts on that? On a world, yeah, because if, if you think about money, it, it really is the the temple of materialism. 
if, if we don't believe that we have any sort of transcendent meaning, if there's, if there's, we have a soul, if we're just robots who can think, and the only point to life is having kids and having fun, then money becomes sort of the philosopher's stone. And so I really think there's a connection between the, this materialist worldview and the importance of money and the glitter and the spectacle of it. And I, I think if we stepped back a bit and really understood what is money, what is it good for, what can it get us, but also what's the meaning of life? Because look, I mean, the meaning of life, I mean, it's, it's not money. It's, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's just not going to make you happy. The, the happiness is not going to come out of that. I mean, it might make you happy for a couple months, but it's not, it's not it. But if you tell people the only point of life is just going out and having fun and spending money, well, it increases the value. It makes it that much more important. And I think that's a mistake. Uh, There's more to life. I couldn't agree more. And you don't realize that to you. So what, you know, I totally agree with that. I, I know there's people out there that don't have money that are really struggling, and I understand yeah. that as well too. It's like, it, 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 it's like just gotta find your place in this world, kind of with that. But it's like, but even those people that are struggling, it's only like what four thousand dollars, five thousand dollars would make them happy because all they want to do is pay the bills. It's yeah, like at least most people, that's what they're struggling about. It's not like, I mean, everybody wants a Lambo, but they're not dying for the Lambo. It's just, dude, I really just want to fucking I pay found, these bills. I found poor people happier than really rich people. And that's the truth. I found that the poor find ways to be happy. I found that the super rich are, they because they think that's what they yeah. they want and they get there. And it's misery. Johnny, Well, counterpoint? I, no, not a counterpoint. Uh, I mean, it's it, you know, there's that famous study that that studied people who won the lottery and they just yeah. they all end up back where they were baseline it makes them happy for a little while and then they all end up back at baseline uh, a little bump and then they're back to back to normal yeah. even if let's say you dated the your dream person <laughs> right for the first couple of weeks you're like i'm fucking dating a victoria's secret model Holy fucking fuck. And then yeah. three weeks, you're like, this bitch never shuts up, man. She's just riding <laughs> oh, me God. the whole fucking time. Because it just becomes a... Pr- like, all the bells and whistles. And I'm not saying Victoria's She's Secret. No longer a fantasy, and you can yeah. flip that. Like, if you're a girl and you're dating a an NBA player, then he just becomes this guy who doesn't listen to you. And he's he farting on you. And he yeah. cheats on you all the time. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, like, it's pro- just, protein powder farts, you know. All the bells and whistles <laughs> go away. And, like, the point is, is, like, status doesn't make you happy. Right? No, you're right. Well, and I think the only thing about that study worth noting is that it said once you got to a certain level where 70, you could... Yeah, you could provide for your needs, pay your rent, you know, and you're not having that stress. Because stress is a killer. I mean, that those people are unhappy. They're yeah. worrying about where their next meal is coming from. But once you get rid of food insecurity and yeah. you got shelter, man... Yeah. Uh, you know, th- those people are just as happy as people with many, many orders of magnitude more. Uh, no, I'm told. I, I, you know, I, they talk about the UBI. You know, maybe a UBI would put people in a situation where they would have basically their nut covered and they could make better decisions. They wouldn't have that stress. Right? But don't you, know, you feel with we, UBI, once UBI comes, they just jack the price up of everything. And then that UBI doesn't really cover <laughs> the fu- the price of living. I mean, I'm not like. The UBI to me is like we should just get we should go back to bartering almost to a point like 
if if everybody gets two thousand dollars a month, right? Which is like hilarious because that's basically what people complain about welfare recipients. And I, you know, I had people on welfare in my family, and they were just trying to survive. Man, it's just like they couldn't find jobs, they couldn't find this health reasons, they couldn't go to work. So it helps you survive. But you know, just like does the, if everybody's getting two thousand dollars, why do I just feel like everything gets jacked up, so we're still at the same place where you have to pay for everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess it would have to meet the inflation, right? I mean, if you did a UBI, it would have to right. match inflation. And maybe I kind of have that problem with UBI, too, because if we have a UBI, that means that money really isn't work anymore, right? It's just a freebie. Yeah. But if we had a system where, for example, mothers were given money for raising children or if people reach certain goals in life you got a degree well you got some extra money you know what i mean we could work it in a way you meet education goals things like this where there's work involved i yeah, couldn't I agree i think a, a ubi is gonna be a lot of people playing video games smoking weed all day just gonna be like ah, watching porn and that sounds know. fun to some people <laughs> here right but i also believe <laughs> You know, there's a, a there's a 28 year old on the show who's like, I could do that forever, dude. I mean, do strippers take uh, UBI? Is that is they uh, better take UBI? You know, they need to feed the kids. Yeah, you know they dude. take UBI. So, so I, I I also think it's like my life, like the need to survive, has forced me to become creative in my life, and I wonder if there is some stuff that that kills off creativity. In a weird way, right? I mean, it's like you don't want you don't want people homeless, right? You don't think that's genetic? Because I, I heard of Carlin, George Carlin, always said that hard work is also genetic. You know, I mean, and that's you know, people like to say that people, oh, people are lazy. Uh, you know, they need to learn. But George Carlin liked to say, you know, I was born with the hard work gene, and that's I why got I'm from my father. Yeah. My mother worked hard too, but my dad had like ninety jobs. So I got that, for, and that's why I do. So I, I, do. I just don't know if lazy is like a learned thing, or maybe it's just inborn. And, and maybe it's definitely possible, but I do think like you know it is interesting. Then that goes back to nurture nature versus nurture. But I want to get back to the culture that is pushed with materialism, and it is like rapper rich, uh, pro athlete rich. You know, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, like I one of the most interesting places I ever worked with at was a strip bar. I just graduated college from UNLV and I was like, you know, what? I always wanted to be a comic and I just wasn't ready to move to L.A. So I was going to stay and just keep honing my act. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go work at a strip bar. And I went and worked at a strip bar. And it was one of the most interesting places I ever worked because it was the only place where nobody was like trying to one up somebody to move up the corporate chain, right? Nobody was fighting for the promotion. Everything was just like, we're just here to make a dollar. We'll have fun. But the problem is, and it's why I started my other show, Cash Daddies, right? Is because like these girls would leave with just grips, like bricks of cash, dude. And they would, their boyfriends would spend it. They wouldn't have a clue. And then by the end, when you could saw someone were there for too long, because it's just like being a pro athlete. It's not trying to be disrespectful. It's like, we're seeing that right now with like Blake Griffin, right? Like, like he's just not performing like he did when he came in the league because that's the nature of making money off of your your well, athleticism Sam, looks and everything. I, Sam, I, I'm going to tell you these. I, I've met a couple of these chicks. They'll have an apartment but no furniture, and Louis Vuitton 
fucking shoes. Makes no sense. Like, what's where were your priorities at? It's, that's materialism, yeah. and that is what is that is what is taught with these fucking Kardashian shows. These anything yeah. on Bravo is just that needs to be tried for war crimes against humanity. <laughs> and, a, and, right? a, and athletes and strippers have the same mentality that they're going to continue making yeah. the same amount of money. You know, right. like they're not their, their looks and their and physical you, abilities aren't going to deteriorate. Yeah, for sure. You know what's worse now? It's now. 18 year old 19 year olds on instagram have that kind of money yeah yeah like straight for sure. up they're, they're not athletes they're not rappers they're just someone that posts their ass on instagram and they have buttload of money and like you said what are they doing with it it ain't gonna last that long i mean my I hope it father does. taught business in high school and he didn't teach me about the stock market and that doesn't mean he's a bad guy it's just like i don't know any guy who was sat down by his parents and went hey this is how you work the stock market because it is, in my opinion, investing is the difference between. Well, dude, they don't even do home ec anymore. They used to teach you how to at least get a credit card, a, ch- a checking yeah. account. They they cut that even. Oh, well, dude, I just Maybe think loaf. they don't teach you anything, <laughs> right? They don't teach you anything, and that's done purposefully. Whether they teach you fucking identity politics. They, they're warping history. And then this as is, soon as you get to college, there's a booth there trying to push a credit card on you to get you exactly. immediately in debt. Why don't we teach kids in high school what money is, how it's created, and how they – just those two things. How can a person understand history if you don't understand how money is created? I never forget this. When I worked – I was in high school. My teachers used to say, war is good for the economy. Oh, Jesus. How is war good – you know, there was one libertarian who said, if war is good for the economy, we could just build a navy every year, send it to the middle of the ocean, sink it, and we'd all be doing fantastic. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's great. That's so it funny. makes no sense. But what, why is war good for the economy? Because it creates an enormous amount of debt, which is cash. The country's cash is flying all over the place. The government's printing buying all sorts of nonsense that has no use, practical use, but the money starts flowing. So it's like a new deal. Every time we go to war, basically, it's just like a, a, a new, new deal. Exactly. That's it. But if we taught people this, then when they start these wars, we say, hey, hey wait a minute, guys. You, you, need to, you need to, like, you know, fill up the checking accounts. Let's just print the money. Can we stop with the wars? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can I- stop the charade. We know what's going on. So let's get into this as we talk about what's wrong with money. Let's because I want to get into some spiritual stuff as well. But as people are listening right now, what would you say is the the best first step for them to kind of take themselves out of this this you know system that is that we find ourselves like johnny says you go to college boom you get a credit card like uh the you know what are some common sense things that you think people could start doing to get out of this system and like because i think a crash is coming and i think that this gme thing is going to be blamed for it that this like things like uh wall street bets they're gonna blame millennials for crashing something when it's been like it's been on it's been a paper tiger forever and it's all on paper they're already blaming the stimulus checks the billionaire i mean you've seen a couple billionaires now say this is what happens when they they call it this is the 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 billionaire term for us regular folks having money they say 
Uh, yeah, they now have the wherewithal to to participate in the stock market. Uh, is now. that what they think? They're about to give them fourteen hundred. Yeah. What do you think people are going to do with that money? Put it straight into stocks. By they did a thing, like a ton of people bought sex toys. Like they did a survey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked people about broken simulation. Fucking yeah, yeah. poles and sex toys. Like that's the world we live in, which is fine. I don't care. Buy with what you want, but. Dude, this thing is meant to crash because the people at the top have created a, 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 a house built on paper. And they have contempt for the rest of us when we try to, you know, even participate in the smallest ways, you know. Yeah. I mean, they look at us, sadly, as cattle. That's how they see us. Yeah. And we allow them mm-hmm. to manipulate us. Be- and listen, things we like- allow it, though. Yes. We allow it. We elect these clowns. And if, if you ask most Americans how is money created, they have no idea. How are how do governments create money? They have no idea. So first, we need to educate ourselves. Then we need to very calmly, calmly is change the people in government. And well, we really need to do that. I, we need a different group of people running us. But first, it's on us. It's on us. We can blame nobody but ourselves. So let's do this though. Let's let's not because uh, for me it's like we get in here, we gotta change this. I mean, you got these Dominion voting machines. You know, you're talking about basically an uplift, uh, just a, a flipping of the system, which I'm not against. But that becomes overwhelming. I want to be like, what can we do on an individual basis? For me, it's like learn about crypto. And I know I'm going to come. Crypto's just a dar-dar-dar-dar-dar. Okay, fine. What is it? Gold. Is it is it picking stocks that aren't going to be shorted by people? Like, what do we? What is the first step an average Joe can do? Thinking locally, acting globally. I mean, we could get rid of all these politicians. That's great. But I'm like, what can someone do in their own life? Practical. Can we? That, like, that's that's what Cash Daddies is about. But I know not everyone's going to listen to Cash Daddies. But I'm like, what is it on this? The people listening right now, what is the first step, do you believe, that they could do to try to steer the ship in a different direction? First, I think it's very important to understand what money is and how it's created. Have that clear in your head. Second, avoid debt unless it's absolutely necessary. Unless it's absolutely necessary. And if you have things, if you have savings, if you want to invest in something, like you said, this system is based on a story that we all believe. But if people stop believing in this story, we can have a true calamity. So I would invest in real assets, real things, a house, a piece of land, gold, things that are real. That's what the rich do. They own Bill Gates is buying how much farmland? Why is Bill Gates buying farmland? Because it's a real asset that has real value. It's so real estate. Buy something that's real and stay out of debt unless you absolutely need to get into debt. Uh, and you're, to be, to be clear, you're, when you're saying buy real estate, you're saying buy real estate, not buy it with debt, right? Not take on debt to get real estate. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Buy it, invest it, and buy it. So when you, if you have savings, put it into something that's real, even stocks. Good stocks that pay a dividend. I mean, remember. I mean, when you look at these these companies that pay no dividend, you're you're speculating. You're gambling. You invest in a company that pays you a dividend. You can, you know. I mean, it's real. You own something that's real. It's very important that we 
we, we understand much more people. What do you think about uh, mutual funds that track this? Well, stock? Think- he's freezing right now. Let's make sure he does because yeah. I want to get this out. But I think he's really good. Listen, it's very hard right now to go and buy a house without debt, right? Can we all agree on It's like it's really hard. So how do we uh, do buying gold, buying silver? That's like a great way to get to, okay, you're back, dude. That's per- Are you back? There he is. He's back. I feel like the the, the overlords have heard our conversation, um, but I think people got that part of it. Let me get into the spiritual aspect of this, like uh, like tarot, right? I mean, like I saw you send a couple notes about tarot. Uh, you did a documentary a little while ago about tarot. Uh, can we get into that? Right. And what? How's that fit in? Sure. I, I think it's interesting. Because the tarot is an old system from the 14th century, from from major arcana of the tarot, the 22 major arcana, most important cards, they show a path through life. It's like they, they show a guide how to go through life and how to reach a point where you feel spiritually connected. That's real wealth. If you have that, okay, it's Africa. It's far. It is far. I mean, we we got an hour out of it. I yeah. I couldn't be happier. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't be happier. I mean, it's just the powers that be have heard we're getting too close. That's the show. Hey, dude. Once in a while, you come back and we got you. Is he okay now? Did you lose me? Yeah, Yeah. we've lost you because you you start getting choppy and super robot-y. And yeah, I mean, that's... Hey, dude, we're at an hour. I'm cool that I will have you back to talk tarot. But I think what we talked about here is so... See, then I don't talk to you, and then he freezes again. So I just want to say something, man. This has been a great episode. I know you guys are going to get mad at me because I talked a lot. But I'm telling you, what what you get from this episode is this. It's just you got to get tangible assets. On a on a lower level, I mean, dude, owning a house—I think you can own a house. So you you figure out how. What are the stocks you want to get into? What is this? What is that? That's not hard. Buying tangible things like gold, okay, like silver. All right, these are tangible <laughs> things. I would buy a lot. More. I would buy gold, but I would definitely have silver because silver is easier to deal with, right? You're like, yeah. I got. Here's a the if you buy a a coin right now, right, uh, silver. You you buy it right now. It's it's they're like forty dollars a silver coin, right? That's that's kind of where once your dealer puts his little tax on it. Like you could go to somebody going, "Hey man, will you fix this? Here's a silver coin. How are you gonna break up a gold coin? That's a little harder to do. And yeah. some of them have ridges on them. And you know what those ridges are for? For you to shave off gold. You're supposed to shave off people. It's a little. Hey, I'm gonna bust you off a piece. <laughs> Boom, there you go. Fucking trim the bushes and shit like that. <laughs> That's what's important. Pay off your debt. And, uh, man, this we was cooking it. Robert, I'm going to get you booked back on here to uh, do the whole astrology stuff, too, because this has been great. But the fucking tech lords... Have struck. I want you guys to hear that, man. We're gonna we're gonna do more in this. The best thing you can get from this episode, in my humble opinion, 
is like nobody's coming to save you. You have to save yourself, and you save yourself by figuring out how you can get out of debt and own tangible things. I've been blessed. My friends here have been blessed. Fucking Will's a little different, but the us, we are blessed here because we found a way to make our work, make a little money off our work, okay? That's what you got to do at home. Now, some of you guys aren't talkers. Some of you guys are creators. I'm sorry, dude. OnlyFans, these girls are doing it. I hope they listen and they understand to take that money that ass and bat in your ass money <laughs> and buy gold, buy silver, buy assets, Bitcoin. I know people say, oh, what if they turn off the internet? Go to the bank and try to get your money when the fucking internet shut off. That and, okay, Bitcoin might be too high, but there's some coins that are worth literally 45 cents. Look into it. Obviously, don't listen to us, but there's other coins. There's yeah. lithium, there's Litecoin. That is yeah, the find key. out what they do. Yeah. Before, uh, I, I would love, Robert, I don't know if you're still there. Uh, but his he's got a movie called Twilight of the Archons. Uh, I'm gonna include all that in the uh, the the description on the show. Please check it out. This has been a great episode. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, XG. Will, I'm sorry. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, it's all. Yeah, we lost them. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I know I talked a lot, but I hope you guys got a lot from this episode because I think it's very important that you understand what they're doing and how important it is to get out of that system. Thank you guys for listening. We love you very much, and we'll talk soon. Go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.